So we're season 13, episode 10, and then the episode is called Relentless Erica. That's funny because I didn't catch on to the relentless part until just a moment ago when you said it out loud. I was like, ah, because one of my comments that I have in there, my very first note you saw that I sent you yesterday was apparently Len's over. <laughs> I love when Kyle <laughs> yep. said that. It cracked me up. Um, so yeah, this this episode was interesting. It was like one of those and part two episodes that mm-hmm. needed to happen. A lot was transpired in that in this episode that was much needed, you know, from continuing the conversation with Denise, which we'll get into what, what, what else? Uh, Erica, her, her Lent is over. Lent is mm-hmm. over for Erica, which is fine. Uh, Dorit needs to stop being Dorit. Um, I love how Kyle's standing up to her sisters or at least speaking out about it. And, and I'm surprised how much Kim is a voice of reason, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Crystal would love to weigh in on Crystal and your thoughts on, you know, some of her moments on this episode. And then that, that, the date, science date. Um, I'll take that date. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then of course the, the, um, the, the meeting of Dorit and, and mm-hmm. herself. Yeah, Again, definitely. I'll, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, definitely a lot to talk about. So why don't we get started like right where the episode picked up uh, with a fight between um, Denise and and Erica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I love my girl Denise. I absolutely love her. But I also feel like since the very beginning, even from the message jacket upside down night, she was just like all over the place. And I think she still is. And I think she's trying to like get her point across, which I think, again, like we've talked in other sessions, it's misdirected. It's, this is more anger towards Rena than it is Erica. Because mm-hmm. even back then, I didn't think Erica was that bad. You know, I just think, you know, she was, they were just, they were two peas in a pod. They were besties, you know, um, Rena and Erica. And Erica is there right now. So who, who else do I unleash this wrath to? is going to be Erica, but I think Denise is kind of like all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I, I do side with Erica because I'm like, okay, you know, glass houses. And I, I felt like this when Denise was on it, I felt like one, the first that season she was on, she was so open and so candid and like open with her sexuality, open with her life, with her husband. And then the next season, she's like, so like uptight about it. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, it was like a 180. And that, I, that didn't sit well with me. I found it a little hypocritical when she would be like, don't talk about that. Don't do this. I don't I don't want to talk about the brandy thing. But I'm like, previous season, you were talking about happy endings for your husband and stuff. And then also it's like, yeah, I mean, the conversation was around the kids. I, you know, when, one of my notes was like, kids are off limits. Yes. But if this conversation stemmed from something your child heard, then I kind of think it's like open for discussion. In a sense, it just in this one, like when I mean, Erica, you know, she she went in hard with the, you know, who makes more, your daughter or you, on mm-hmm. OnlyFans. But it's it's proving her point. Like it's hypocritical to be like, my that's my child. My child doesn't know anything about threesomes. My child didn't have a threesome, and I'm like, but your child's on OnlyFans. Hmm. Um, I have some very wrong opinions about the whole situation. But even going back to this season when it actually happened, 
Uh, first of all, I'll say in this case, like Denise was no match for Erica. If she was going to come in wanting to start something, it's like she's several years behind. Um, she's not, Erica's not trying to distract from anything because all that stuff is now like done and behind her. Like anything she was trying to bring up, it was like, yeah, that was like two years ago. That was yeah. three years ago. So like none of it really seemed to make sense. But going all the way back to what Denise is supposedly upset about, where they're at the table, they're having those conversations. And I said this back then, and I'll say it again now. Erica was not the only one talking um, in uh, at, at the table. And it was two separate tables. The adults didn't realize like how loud their voices were. Were they carrying? Denise was right there with them when she was talking about her husband and like his size. And they even showed the clip of that, like, she actually said that like yeah. in front of this other table, everyone's talking. Someone brought up the threesome and asked Erica, and then she just continued with the conversation, but she didn't bring it to the table first. But the other thing that her point is she was trying to make is like, you think about how old your kids are. They're talking about the stuff at school. They're not so, they're not so innocent. And I, I, and I agree like kids, you can, you can only shield them from so much unless you're homeschooling them. They're going to hear stuff on the bus. They're going to hear stuff at school yeah. beyond like what you necessarily would want them to hear. So that was sort of her point. It's not that she's out there doing it, even though she's like, if she hasn't already, because as we know, yeah. it's, but the thing is, it's like, it's the U.S. Teenage pregnancy is a thing. So like, I think, should she yeah, have said it? Like it was sort of like in poor taste, but at the end of the day, she was getting a lot of heat for something that, should have nearly shouldn't have really made a big deal. But to her point now, this is now like four years ago. Why is this still like, why are you still here with me? Like, it doesn't even make sense. You should have moved on, but she was so angry. And it's like, if she was planning on coming to this thing and confronting Erica, right? Like write a script, get your thoughts down, get yourself together. Like she was not prepared to have this conversation. And you could tell that Erica was, because Erica said, you know what? I'm going to this taco tuesday thing denise is going to be there i better you know get myself in order so if she tries to say something i have like a rebuttal mm -hmm. yeah, denise, I, yeah it's like she came unequipped to it it's like she came to a duel with no pistol yeah no i agree i i just think i think that it's misdirected it really is like and yeah. at this point if, if i was her i would have been if i'm this mad and i've known Rena for as long as i've known her after the show, even a couple of years past, I'm going to be like, we need to meet. Like, you probably have each other's number still. You probably know where each other live. You could have gone to mm -hmm. her and cleared all this up. I just think it was misdirected. And, um, yeah, I mean, she's too little too late. And, and Erica's been been on a housewife for eons compared to Denise. So she knows, you know, if you're going into the lion's den, you better come prepared. And Denise is just like not she's a little novice about it you know when it comes to how, you know how they approach things with um the housewives i do and i know I'm, I'm i'm coming for your for your girl kyle but i felt like she got i understand her calling them out for the night before at her dinner and the mm -hmm. accusations and implying that her husband's cheating but when she went and she like defended denise for a certain extent about Erica's behavior, I was I was totally on board with Garcelle and with 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 um, 
uh, Denise and did a little bit of something saying, why didn't you say that when she was in the room? And I feel like people avoid saying things to Erica at times. And I feel like she's also, you know, what is, what is it that they call each other? It's not the Trace Amigos, like the OC, ugh. Um, the, the Dynamic Five or something like that. Um, oh, I don't even remember. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, she's always going to like def- support Erica, but it's like, if you're going to say that, say when she's in the room. Yeah, I'll say this about season, it. I'll say this season, especially, Erica seems very receptive. Yes. I'll say this about it. It was, I mean, I know in general, I'm a Kyle apologist, but in this moment, I have to say, Kyle, what exactly what she was doing is she didn't want to disrupt her friendship with Denise. So she threw it out there to try to make it like she's on Denise's side when really she's on like Erica's side, which is why she didn't say it when Erica was in the room and then she'll just do damage control later with Erica. I knew exactly what she was doing and I don't really respect it. I would have respected it more had she just not said anything. Yep. Anything at all. With her, with hers. And I I understand why she- And that's apples and oranges. Yeah. I I understand what, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I, I understand why she got upset, but I think, again, that was- that's not comparative to the situation at yeah. hand right now at Crystal's. Like you should have a separate conversation for the ones that talked about at that dinner outside of this conversation. So it really, right. it really annoyed me. And then I also was cheering for her outfit. And then until I saw the pants, I love the top. Didn't like the pants, Kyle. Yeah. Um, I, I want to segue uh, to Crystal now, just because I have like a sort of a bridging thought. And I was really disappointed in Crystal when she said the old Erica is back. I really liked the fact that Crystal and Erica were making amends and getting closer. And quite honestly, even though she was a little harsh in the the delivery, I think Denise deserved it. And I know Denise is your girl, but I think in this case, she deserved everything that she got from Erica. And I think Erica was composed, regardless of what she said, she was composed. She did not go to that anger gritted teeth like whatever place i think she said what she had to say in a very calm and composed way and i don't like the fact that crystal said that i don't like a couple of things that crystal has been doing this season and i look i feel like she's you know how they always say people hide behind uh their 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 laptop screen their Mm -hmm. cell phone i feel like she's hiding in her confessionals because every single time she gets confronted it's she just she she just rambles and mumbles and she doesn't really get her point across. I don't think she likes confrontation. I, I noticed that the previous episode when they kind of started when when Dorit was on the chopping block and she was throwing everybody else under the bus to get the attention off of her. Like she went mm-hmm. to Sutton. She went to Erica. She went to Crystal and Crystal's comment. And when and when they got to Crystal, Crystal was like fumbling over her words and you can tell she was scared, you know, over you know, sharing. And I'm like, but if you're going to, if you're going to say it behind their back, say it to their faces. And that's something that I'm not really caring for. I feel like lately she's been saying a lot of things that we all agree in her confessional, but they'll say it to their faces. And I think that's what I, um, uh, Garcelle was, was saying when they did the flashback of Crystal blowing up, like you guys all, everybody in this group wants me to scream. Everybody, no, we want you to speak up. You can still have your soft spoken mm-hmm. voice, but you need to speak up if you're going to be, you know, if, if you have an opinion about these things, same in the moment. Yeah, um, I will say uh, something because you brought that up. Something about that didn't sit well with me. And I wanted to like bring this up and, and talk about it. So I I feel like we're 
uh, sort of moving into a racist space when we're talking about Crystal speaking up. Because with uh, particularly with Asian women, it's this whole thing where they have to be like quiet and like demure and subservient or sort of like, you know what I mean? Sort of like that, like geisha kind of like persona. And I feel like everyone is putting that onto Crystal when if you think about it, many other women and many other franchises don't always speak up in the moment and they're not always talked about in the same way of being like extra quiet, like as Crystal is. And it's shocking to me that no one has sort of brought this into the conversation because we're very aware at the uh, racism that has been uh, occurring between like Dorit and Garcelle, but like no one seems to be picking up on the fact that there's uh, obviously a different type of racism, but still racism nevertheless occurring towards Crystal with her being like, you know, you're calm, you're quiet. Like she has had moments where she's spoken up. She's had moments where she hasn't. But if you look around at Beverly Hills, many people are saying things in their confessionals that they're not saying outright. That's just sort of, that's just sort of Beverly Hills. But why is Crystal getting more flack for that than anyone else? And part of me thinks that it is that like, um, like Asian stereotype of her being like quiet, subservient, like whatever, and sort of putting that on her. So I wanted to just throw that out there, like to see what you, what your perspective is and what you thought about that. No, I thought about it and, and being half Asian, I lived it. So I understand it. Cause there are times where I mute my voice or I don't say, I don't say much, whether it, you know, I, I think it's just an Asian cultural thing because it's, it's even men and women in, in, in general. But I also, I'm not speaking for all of, all of the Asian community, but I also know from my own experience, there's a lot of talking behind your back in my, in, in my community um, and, and not saying it to their faces. So that's kind of like the part that annoys me. And I'm happy to talk about, about, you know, the culture, the culture, the, the cultural side of it. But I just, it irks me because it does remind me of like my upbringing on my dad's side of the family where things mm-hmm. were said behind my back. And then it's like, you you confront them or you say, what did you say? And it's like, no, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. You know, I think it's more of that, like, I, I and I'm only saying this from my own experience, a little two-faced in a sense. Mm-hmm. That's how it comes across. And that's just from mm-hmm. my childhood, from my upbringing of, you know, communicating with my dad's side of the family, the Asian side it is. Um, but I can definitely see that how they are expecting her to speak up more. I think it's just two separate things. You know, because I do feel like when people get called out in their confessionals, they still say it. They still talk about it. So every single time she gets called out on anything she says, other than at the at the re- her first reunion, she really doesn't like speak up. She does. She like she she's like she gets all like fumbling over her words, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're gonna say it, say it, even if it's just like, yeah, I said that, you know. She doesn't even say, like, no, I didn't even say it. Like, she doesn't get anything out. I think she gets, like, flustered or, you know, confronted. And I know it's a cultural thing, you know, because I I, I lived it and experienced this. So I see both sides. But Mm -hmm. I do also see, regardless of taking the race part out of it, that when people do say something in the confessionals that comes out, whether it's in conversation um, throughout the season or at the reunion, they still talk through it. And I don't feel like she even talks through anything that she gets called out on. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I, I do think like to a certain extent, 
she needs to take maybe like a little bit more time to gather her thoughts before she knows that people are getting together. So if something comes up, she's a little more like eloquent in the way that she's responding to things, but she may also just be the kind of person who's not super great with conflict. So just even if you are prepared, like you sort of stumble a bit because you're, Mm -hmm. you're just not, you just can't like think on the fly, like as much, or maybe you get like flustered. Uh, But I think, I think people need to just stop telling others, like you need to be more like X and instead just give them the space with what she's in. So like, just being like, Crystal, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. You know, like something like that, I think could be very, very different than being Mm -hmm. like, why do you never speak up? And it goes into this like accusatory space because it, it, I hadn't, it hadn't crossed my mind until, and I wish I had written down, but I didn't write down exactly what Garcelle said to Crystal when they showed her in that clip, like blowing up. And she was like, do you want me to yell? Like, is this what you want? But it was the exact words that Garcelle used toward Crystal that like raised that little like red flag with me. And I was like, Garcelle, like, how are you saying this? Like to like your friend who is a, like an Asian woman. And like, this is not raising any red flags with you that like what you're saying is not great. I agree. But again, I, I do agree that some of the cho- the word choices were not the greatest on Garcelle's side, especially right after on the heels of her conversation with Dory. It was literally in the mm-hmm. same evening. But again, you know, we don't know the other side of the story because the, the, the flashback only shows Garcelle saying you need to speak up. You yeah, need to say true. something. So we don't know what she said. She probably could have said something that she said in her confessional. And they're just like, why didn't you? And they called her out just like they called out Kyle a moment before saying, why didn't you say that? You know, you had your, your opportunity with her right here in the room. Why didn't you say it? You know, so yeah. there's probably more to the conversation itself. Um, and I, I, yeah, I will also say, I think they failed on editing this scene because they really made it out like everyone was there for everything. But yeah. then we find out when... Erica goes to visit Doreen. And of course, Doreen is digging herself into a deeper hole during that entire get together. But Erica even said, like, what was the start of this? Because I walked in at the end. So when she defended Garcelle, Erica, that is, and said, like, plain as day to uh, Doreen, like, hello, there's certain words you can't, you know, like, and she went into that whole thing. She had just come in at the end. And then I remember we were talking about in that scene where she says that you can see Kyle like coming around the corner from like the kitchen. So not even everyone was in the room. And it's really hard to know who said what, where everyone was and to try to like fully piece I think they that actually, together. Yeah, they didn't do a good job editing it. You're right. Because I think I think even when, they, when it got heated, they asked anybody who was a non housewife to leave the room because all the friends weren't in the room the rest of the shit this, this, yeah all of a sudden they disappeared and it's like they literally disappeared they were all sitting around for like reaction shots or whatever because then yeah. the the one friend um i can't remember her name maybe it was nia uh, but the one friend had like mentioned the magic mic thing but then they were all gone and then it was like just the housewives and it was like in the blink of an eye so they i think no, the I, editors really messed that. up that scene they did and i I hear what you're saying about about Crystal, but I also just lived and breathed my own ex- my own experience. So that mm-hmm. that that's what what directed me to to my response, and I still I still to my to my extent stand by um, what I said. But I get what you're saying about you know the the 
taking in the the cultural aspect of the whole thing. And then also the whole Garcelle part of, you know, you were just correcting Dorit and you're using the same type of approach Dorit had with you, with Crystal. And I see that in the in the scene. I just, we don't know the other side of the conversation. You know, it was mm-hmm. only share, they only showed Garcelle's reaction itself. But yeah, I don't yeah. think everybody knew the whole time. And I don't know. I just, yeah. So, yeah. I, I just think at the, I was going to say, I just think at the end of the day, um, like Crystal just deserves the space to respond and behave the way that she wants comfortably. So I think maybe she might need to change a little bit to, to make herself feel comfortable where she can express her opinion without feeling sort of scared to do so if that, if that's the case. Yeah. But again, I think people need to, to stop telling her how to respond. I agree. What are your what is your what is your thoughts about her conversation with her husband about why she's so quiet and why she's not so present in in the in in the scenes with the girls because of them all losing weight and it's it's triggering yeah. her eating disorder. I mean, that 100% honestly like made a lot of sense to me why she's sort of acting the way she is because she has been very forthright with us in saying that like he is not to a place where, let's say perhaps like Jackie is from New Jersey, you know, where you're sort of on like the better side of it, but it never quite goes away, but you're in a space where you can manage it and you're healthy and you're good. Like Crystal has told us that this is still something that she battles with. So when she's in these moments and you look at Kyle and you look at Erica and you see how like thin and fit they are and it triggers those things, I could 100% get it. And I was actually thinking, and I didn't put this down in my notes, but if you notice, who is she gravitating toward friendship wise? Button and Garcelle. I think Garcelle and her have a genuine relationship, so I'm not going to say anything there. But for what Sutton had done to Crystal for so long, I'm like, why is it that she keeps going back to her and is like friends with her when all these things have happened, but she can't ever give anyone else grace? And then I thought about it and said, I wonder if Sutton's physical being is not threatening to Crystal because she isn't a like rail thin, like, Dorit or Lisa Rinna or like whoever or now like Erica so she doesn't seem like physically threatening so she can actually get to know and converse with her differently and Mm. almost the same thing for Garcelle like Garcelle is very curvy she's gorgeous like she's not doesn't have like a real thin ozempic body like some of the other uh, like women do so it makes her feel more comfortable and I wonder if like that is part of how she's navigating these friendships. If part of it is somewhat like controlled by her eating disorder. Well, I think, I think any type, I think, I think she, if you, you have any type of disorder and it does live with you 24 seven and you are mm-hmm. somewhat certain except controlled by it, similar to what you were saying about Jackie compared to Crystal and there's different variants of it. I, I maybe about, Maybe maybe it's the body type for Garcelle and Sutton. I don't I don't see it that way. I see it more so the rapid weight loss 
with Erica and with with Kyle and the the aggressive approach to it. And I'm not saying they're they have they're doing it like unhealthily, but like the excessive working out, the rapid, the the weight dropping so fast. I think that is triggering her a little bit because maybe it's getting her to her old putting that those thoughts back in her mind like well i could do the same thing if i go back down that that road and that i see is being more triggering it's like you have i don't think they they hang out 24 7 they only hang out when they need to film so i think that may have been a trigger like they may go two or three weeks in between scenes and you know there's well they do um based on their difference of of weight from like the previous time they saw each other to, to the next, I think that may trigger her more than who has what type of body type. Yeah, but I would say like based on their Instagram lives and things, Crystal Garcelle and Sutton are hanging out in between, and she's, no, not, she's not. Yeah, hanging out with like the other and Erica. So that seeing them lose the amount of weight that they had so fast, right? Because they but my, they jumped into filming pretty quickly after the whole thing with the fallout with Rena, right? Yeah. But my, my point with like Crystal is she feels more comfortable to be herself and let people in if they're not um, physically in their body, like triggering for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's sort of what I meant, like with the Sutton piece, like she's not triggering like something like within her eating disorder. So she can sort of let herself be more her with that, with that person. But if you recall, like Kyle has an eating disorder as well that she talked about uh, mm-hmm. last season. And, and again, we talked about uh, the loss of her best friend and that sort of weighing heavily. And I think a lot of that in her, like getting into no drinking, working out, whatever is her, as we talked about before, taking control of her life because it feels like it's spinning out of control, particularly with, uh, the loss of her best friend that she's been friends with since seven years old. And because of the nature of how she passed away, like that's even more traumatic because there's a lot of guilt associated with that, I would imagine as well. So I think a lot of these things like Kyle, I don't think is in a great place. And I think she's fighting for control of something. And that is coming out through no drinking through like working out and even through her friendship with Morgan, who I think she's sort of like using as an anchor, you know, to sort of like ground herself. Absolutely. I don't think, I don't think Kyle or Eric are doing anything wrong. They're living their lives, you know? And, 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 yeah. And, and, and I, I, what you're saying is a hundred percent, you know, accurate. I could definitely see it when it comes to Kyle and trying to grasp, grasp on something that she can control. I'm not saying that they're doing anything wrong. It's it, it, it with their relationship with their their bodies and, and weight. Also, even with the relationship with Crystal, I just think that's triggering more. Is this like aggressive, you know, obsession with fitness, you know, and body image, which is tri- is something that she Crystal struggles with, and then the rapidness of 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 it. But you no, know, when you clarified about Sutton, yeah, I could, I, yeah, understandably so, but. Well, yeah, no, it, it's hard. It, it is. It is really, really hard. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, Can we talk about something a little lighter and move to the uh, well, matchmaker? Mean, well, the, well, I like how we're going in a pattern of who we talk about, and then we can segue to the other parts. Let's talk about Kyle and her conversations with with with. Oh. Um, with Kim, I really love the fact that Kim is becoming, she's in a better place. 
and I and she's becoming like the voice of reason. And she's not coming in like, okay, tag, I'm in because you're having a falling out with the other sister. She's actually coming in to genuinely be like, let's stop doing this because this is not what Ma wanted. And I love the fact that Kyle was like, do you know everything? And she's like, no. And she's like, okay, then let's not let's not go into who did what wrong. But when she was talking about the wedding, she was like, let's just talk about how we can fix it. Let's do it. Let's do. Let's just talk about how sisters can fix this. I like that she's she's that that part of her. She's speaking up more about. And standing her ground about like, I can't be abused like I was with Kathy and the way she spoke to me. And I'm putting my foot down. Yeah. I mean, I will say Kim has definitely come a long way. And I feel like she's definitely had some sort of uh, keep drawing spiritual on the walls. journey. Keep, keep drawing on the walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I agree with you. I love seeing the way that she was sort of handling, um, not handling, but just sort of helping Kyle like with the situation and talking and her being like, look, we can't, we can't go around with Kathy being like, well, does Kyle want to like be friends again and, or like get back together again. And then Kyle being like, well, what does Kathy think? Does she want to, you know, and it's like, no, you do you want it? Okay. Stop looking at the other. And like, she had so many like words of wisdom. I think she could, I think if she continues on this path, she could be like a life coach, <laughs> in, life coach yeah. like in her future. Um, and I wouldn't mind having her. I wouldn't mind having her back on the show, but I think the show may hinder her. Yeah, um, I don't think. I think if anything, she should just be like a cameo here and there. Um, I, I don't think that, the show is good for her. Yeah, and I love the fact that she was like, "I can't even take a. I can't even take this argument between the two of you anymore with Erica." And, Denise and she took herself out of the equation. She's like, bye. Like, I'm out. Yeah. Um, and then I also want to just say, as a side note, so I did watch season two of Paris and Love because I know there was this whole thing with Paris having a baby and not telling her mother until the baby was born and then waiting like two weeks and then being like, Here, mom, uh-huh. I'm introducing you to my child. Having watched, I didn't watch season one, I only watched season two. Kathy is a monster. Like she has a lot of issues that she needs to work through is all I need to say, because the relationship between her and her daughters is like, you can see that there are some major difficulties there. The fact that Harris wouldn't trust her own mother to keep the pregnancy and like birth of her firstborn son private and had to like, literally tell no one because she didn't like that says something and then all of the stuff that had been coming out that uh paris is currently fighting over where her parents entered this boarding school but then the boarding school is actually abusing the kids so she has all this trauma of abuse from this boarding school that she was sent to that like there hasn't been a real sort of conversation between kathy and paris like about it even though like obviously kathy didn't know you know, there's still, I am, and even though she hasn't directly said it, but to a point, Paris is like, well, you sent me there. You put me in this situation. You know what I mean? So there might right. still be some of those pieces in there as well. But like Kathy says many times over the season, like I just sweep things under the rug. I just sweep things under the rug. And that's just her MO. Like she tries to take control 
of people decide what is going to happen and when it doesn't like when there's any resistance and then is very quick to throw people under like to throw people away or sweep things under the rug and act like everything's okay which is not a great dynamic no i agree sorry one second Oh, yeah. So even though Kathy isn't a physical presence like this season, I think her presence is still very much felt in the season. Um, or like her lack of presence, I guess, is felt. Yeah. I, 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 I can only imagine that she has her own demons that she needs to work on and that the dynamic, you know, I don't know a lot about the Hilton family from, you know, at least Paris and Nikki Hilton, other than, you know, what I remember from the early 2000s of their lives. But yeah, I'm sure there's stuff there. I have to check out uh, Paris of Love because I like, I like Paris. I love the fact that Paris owned up to being like, oh yeah, that was a fake voice all those years. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't a real voice. It's a deep voice. Like, I've, I've grown <laughs> up. <so. laughs> um, And then... Yeah, Sutton's date. Like before we get into the big part of it, uh, like the 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 lunch with Dory and Garcelle. But like Sutton's date, I felt like she went in a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, can I talk about the matchmaker first before we get into the date? Oh yeah, go ahead. So the matchmaker annoys the heck out of me, one hundred percent. I find her super <laughs> annoying. I find her laugh fake, and I don't. Um. I don't like the fact, and and this is like coming from me who is no fan of Sutton, right? So I feel like this holds extra weight. Um, when she was saying, so you came across as X, and I feel like you have no right to say that because Sutton just wasn't into this guy. And from yeah. the little that we saw in the month that he talked about his mother, it was probably a good thing that she said, you know what? I'm out of this situation. Like, I'll sit here and continue the date, but like, this is not going to be a match. So I didn't like the fact that she sort of did that. And then I will give her the benefit of the doubt, but going over those questions that the man gave about the date, my question is, did you give Sutton those same questions about him? And are you giving him feedback? Because if you're not, this is a really misogynistic uh, yeah. matchmaking service where think, the females have to sort of change who they are and bend to make themselves quote unquote more dateable, but right. like the men could just do whatever. So that's, that is a question that we're not going to have an answer to. Cause I don't really know, but I just feel like she's so fake the way she laughs at things. I'm like, it's such a forced like laughter and it, yeah. it just really annoyed me with her. Uh, yeah, she's a little too much for me. Um, and I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Like, because yeah, where was his where was Sutton's questions for the other for the the other part of the date? That's a really good point. Um, and it I'm hoping there was some, but it didn't sound like it because I would I would assume Sutton would say, Well, what about my questions? You know, mm-hmm. or you know, did you share with him my responses to my questions? Yeah, I yeah, I, I I agree with I agree with you. The only part that I that I'm glad she did say, because this is not just the dating part, it's just her as a person in general, is the part that I said from the last episode. Like she does not know how to say thank you. And 
I'm glad that that was called out because she was like, you just got to say thank you when someone gives you a compliment. She's like, well, I don't know how. And it's like, because you don't do it, do it more. Like that I cared for because it wasn't even just like on that date that he complimented her shoes, but like even Erica in the same episode was like, oh, your hair looks so good. She's like, oh, it does. And then she sat down, say thank you. It's two words. But yeah, I agree. Like I, if it's one-sided with only the man gets to answer questions, I, no. And is it because he's the billionaire and he's the one that has all the money? I mean, she has her own money. She comes with money herself. And mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that way. But it's probably a dated, outdated dating um, uh, system or a company that is. Um, but I do feel like she went in a lot more relaxed in, the, in this date, the second date. Well, let's be, let's be honest. Life. Let's just say it right now. This date was far more attractive than her last one. So of course she's going in. I will say the way that I can I can picture him from 16 all the way up. He is probably he's probably looked exactly the same. Like obviously just hair went gray, got like a few wrinkles, but his overall look has not changed from probably when he was like 16 until however old he is now. Yeah. It was hot. I go on that date. Um, I just think that she didn't go in as an interview like she did the first one. And maybe she mm-hmm. was like, I'm not feeling him by looks. I'm not feeling him because talking about his mom too much. But I just felt like the, and maybe it was editing, but the whole first date, she was just like void and not interested. She seemed more engaging and talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was a lot more attractive. I don't know if because she, this is one of the billionaires and it's more the money talking, the, the money gravitating towards her. But I don't know. I just thought it was a better date. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still awkward, but he found her awkwardness charming. Yeah. Whereas Absolutely. in other dates we've seen when she's been awkward, that that became like a bit of a rift. It seemed like he was just laughing at those moments. Like when she's like, yeah. I don't even know what like Nookie is. And he just thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe he thinks that she is like, that's her sense of humor. Maybe he thinks that she actually knows those things and she's just being funny. Or maybe he sort of gets her quirkiness, I don't know, but I thought it was a cute date. Yeah, I thought it was a cute date. Um, all right. So the lunch with Garcelle and Dory. Uh, like I feel like we should have brought a shovel along with that Greek salad because she was just digging herself deeper and deeper and deeper. And I think her white fragility did not show more when i'm not wording that properly basically her white fragility was very obvious as soon as um garcelle said unconscious care and behavior with you and then all of a sudden she became like an oppressed person like in that moment because how dare you use the word like karen with me i couldn't agree more i i felt like she was flipping the tables you know like she it was like now she was the one that was offended now she was the one that was insulted but she's not taking ownership of what she did and it's done multiple times on the show um especially like it still triggers me when she called garcella bully at the first like her first season or her second season i was like that's bullshit go fuck yourself she won't take ownership for any of it whatsoever and that pisses me off but now you're present in the conversation because now you feel offended and you're, you're not even going to, like, 
whether you agree with it or you, you don't, you're not going to actually be there and be empathetic and be, and, and, and you said you were going to be there to listen and to hear her, but you didn't hear her. You didn't hear anything she said, not one thing. But as soon as you, you were, you felt attacked. And then you, then the gloves are off. How dare you? I'm offended. You just insulted me. You insulted Garcelle multiple times. And she's trying to like inform you of these things. I didn't want to say educate because it's not her job, but like tell you these things. And you're just like, you know, ugh, yeah. And then we, we saw a bit of oppression Olympics where she tried to say, you do realize that I'm Jewish, right? So that means I am an oppressed person. And then she's trying to compare her experience with being Jewish versus Garcelle's experience with being black and trying to say like, I'm just like you. And it's, it's such a, it is such a like fragile white moment to try to like bring those things in. Um, Honestly, like this whole scene, I think if we took this whole lunch scene, actually, if we took the the uh, scene in at Taco Tuesday, we took this scene with Dorit and Erica, and then we took this scene and just put them together, that could be used in like equity courses to do like a discourse analysis and really like deeply unpack what is meant by people like how things are going across but like i feel like university courses on equity could take like those scenes and you could have like a whole lecture based around that yeah don't forget the scene where she said oh there's plenty of people of color in my in my house oh yes like do they work for you or are they guests Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she was like like even I mean, you could go, you could go so far back, right? And like pull these little moments, or even like you said, like in in reunions, or even um, like her point, trying to say, we all just throw the word attack around. We all use the word attack, but her just not realizing, like Erica very plainly said, and honestly, I thought that in that moment because Erica said it in two sentences and so clearly that it would have sunk into Dorit's brain, but it just didn't. It just didn't because she's still trying to say like, we all just throw the word attack around there. So it's fine. Why is it any different with you? And it's like, you just, you still don't get it. Even after all this, you still don't get it. And she doesn't because she's still posting on Instagram, like over the holidays, she kept posting stuff like, well, I'm just living in my bubble. At least it's like, I'm good here. And then it was so funny because in some of the comments, people are like, Dorit, that is not the serve you think it is. Like, <laughs> it was just. What about, what about the. The backlash she got because right after the episode, she she went to lunch with oh, an um, uh, with that girl you know who just so happened to be black and was mm-hmm. taking pictures like crazy and it's like this is exactly what white people do when they get called out for being racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like nope. I'm going to show you like. Like, oh no, here, here we go. It's, it's just, everything is just very, very like textbook with her, which is why I said I could totally be studying like university, like equity courses. And it, I think it was an informative thing for the public to see, but Mm -hmm. the thing that, and this is why, like, I just can't read the comments. 
but in some posts that were like calling out Dorit, like on Instagram and in other places, there of course are people in the comments being like, well, Garcelle is wrong because she called her a Karen and da 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 da. And it's so offensive and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I can't, I just. Um, well, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see what's left with that, but yeah, it was an interesting episode and really was. yeah. That's it for today's episode. We'll catch you next time.